Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 107. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is the Adobe Lightroom Photoshop subscription worth the money. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this passion we share. And in today's episode, we'll take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. But before I start the topic for this episode, happy 2023. I hope the closure of 2022 was a good one for you, that you got to spend time with family and friends and reflect on the past year. I was fortunate enough to do that. I had a lot of quality time with my family during the last two weeks of December, and I really do enjoy that time of year, taking a moment or two to slow down and, and just soak it all in. And maybe I slowed down a little too much. I know it has been several weeks since the last podcast, so thanks for keeping me in your feed. During this break, I did spend time thinking about photography, of course, right? We're photographers. We can't escape thinking about photography. I thought about the art, what things I want to do or try in 2023 to further my skills with photography. Uh, yeah, Business-wise, you know, what educational products might I want to do in 2023? And even a little thinking out into 2024, you know, I'll, I'll talk about workshops later in this episode, but I'm already thinking 2024, what kinds of workshops do I want to do? Because I'll start planning for those in 2023 and visiting places if I need to get boots on the ground, all that kind of stuff. But I also found myself thinking about subscriptions. And no, not offering my own. I dabbled with that with Patreon, and it ended up not being a fit for me. But I'm talking about being a subscriber, a subscriber to other things. Because it seems that everything is a subscription now or turning in that direction. And not just photography, right? Entertainment services, news feeds, Amazon products. Subscriptions are everywhere we look. In photography... Adobe was really the first to make this pivot, right? You know, I've been an Adobe subscriber for four or five years now, the photography plan, Lightroom, Photoshop. And so at the end of 2022, I paused and said, hmm, is my subscription worth it? And that's what we'll explore in this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend on social media, with your camera club. And if you can, leave a rating and especially a review for the podcast. Ratings and reviews keep the podcast on the charts and help other photographers find out about the show. I use a lot of software in my photography. Lightroom, Photoshop, On One Effects, On One Resize, Topaz Sharpen AI, Luminar Neo, Radiant Photo. I, I like software. I like digital tools. I admit that. And each of these has its place in my photography. I don't use every tool every day. Some are much more niche than others. My bread and butter, though, is Lightroom and On One Effects. On One still offers a perpetual license for its products. Adobe doesn't. You know, On One also has a subscription, right? Subscriptions are everywhere. But for Adobe, I mean, I'm not unhappy with Adobe. I think their current pricing is fair for what they offer. Yet I got to thinking, if Adobe were still a perpetual license, pay once, use forever, would that have been better for me, worse for me? Put another way... Am I getting proper value out of my Adobe subscription? 
is Adobe putting new, compelling, meaningful features into their you know, monthly subscription of Lightroom. So I did an analysis, you know, not back of the envelope analysis, certainly not scientific and you know, polling you know, hundreds and thousands of photographers, but one tailored to me. So let me give you some context, you know, parameters that I used to, uh, to do this, uh, this uh, analysis, this thought exercise. I care about Lightroom Classic, the desktop-centric app. I'm also the type of person that tends to upgrade my software every year. Most perpetual license software is on a yearly cadence. They bring their new features out in that yearly update and then maybe trickle in a couple of uh, like bonus features during the year. So the approach I took is I went to Adobe's website for the release notes for Lightroom since November of 2019. So going back, you know, about three years or so ago. And for the features that were listed in each one of the releases, do I care about that feature? Would that feature have prompted me to upgrade my software? So I'm going to walk through the various Lightroom Classic releases and highlight the features that they talked about. And I'll put a link in the show notes to all the different uh, you know, pages I'm referring to here. So if uh, you're curious to do this on your own, you can. Uh, I'll have a, a more detailed write-up on my website. You know, the uh, episode notes for this podcast will take you right there. But uh, we'll start way in the past, in November of 2019. So way back in November of 2019... Adobe put out version 9 of Lightroom Classic. And there were a laundry list of features there, and maybe 10 to 11 of them. Of the 10 to 11 of them, there were two that were intriguing to me. Pano fill edges and multi-batch export. Pano edges, filling that in, you know, intelligently, maybe an upgrade. I don't do enough panel work to make me move the, the needle and would thunk down money to buy new software. But multi-batch export, that one was important to me. I've got workflows where I need to export the same photos at a variety of sizes. That's a time saver. So that one, I probably would have, would have, uh, would have put down the money. Now, just a few months later, February 2020, 9.2 came out and there were eight touted features None of them were interesting enough to me to want to upgrade. Would have skipped that one. Then in June of 2020, 9.3 came out. 16 new features named. Of all those features, there is one I would upgrade for. Local hue adjustment. Being able to adjust color in those local maskable things, that's important to me. All right, so if we're keeping score here, three iterations of Lightroom Classic two of which had features I would upgrade for. Now we're at October 2020. Version 10 comes out. Six new features touted. None of them intriguing to me. That was a major version change. Nothing intriguing for me. I would have skipped it. Same thing happened with 10.2, which came out in March of 2021. So this is about a five-month gap. They had some performance improvements, bit of uh, camera you know, advancements, you know, new cameras, new lenses, that standard support thing they do. That's it. It was a pretty, pretty boring release. June of 2021, now we're you know, well into the 10.x cycle, 10.3. The big touted feature was super resolution. And then they had maybe seven or eight other ones. Super resolution, not interesting to me. Uh, one is I already own on one resize. 
But two, I, 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 I understand what they're doing with that technology. It just wasn't that intriguing to me. It wasn't that compelling to me. So I would have skipped, pretty much skipped the entire 10.x upgrade cycle. Now, in October of 2021, things really changed. I think this is where Adobe really started to kick into high gear with some, some major new features. The 11.0 release, major overhaul in masking. This is where we started to get uh, sky masking, automatic, the, uh, the subject detection and masking, selecting those things, being able to do targeted adjustments, you know, the luminance ranges, the color ranges, major masking overhaul. So absolutely positively, those things alone, I would have upgraded you know, without, without, uh, without hesitation. June of 2022, we got up to the 11.4 release. And the big thing there for me was a proper way to invert masks. Once again, I would have paid to get that feature because the, the, the workarounds were doable, but uh, quite annoying. And they also brought in sky and subject batching so you could start to do adaptive presets you know a preset that would say you know find the sky do this to it and start to you know blast those across the you know set of photos in addition to a variety of other features but those things in 11.4 were interesting to me and that kind of brings us to the 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 recent times the recent present here is october of 2022 another major release 12.0 this added in content aware remove long absent from Lightroom, finally added, and another major overhaul to masking, not just sky selection or subject selection, but general object selection. You know, the user can pick the objects they want to mask. Major feature, definitely would have opened my wallet and bought that version. So over those three years, Adobe had version 9, 10, 11, and now 12. Three of the four, I would have upgraded. So assuming you know a hundred to twenty-ish dollars per upgrade, uh, I, I would have upgraded and spent roughly the same amount of money as my hundred and twenty-dollar per year subscription to Lightroom updates. And you know, of course, I get all these other updates that were in there, these additional features that maybe they weren't marquee and wouldn't trigger me to open my wallet. But those features are there. And I haven't talked about Photoshop, which, you know, fundamentally you could do everything in Photoshop. If you remember, back in the day, Photoshop was multiple hundreds of dollars for a license. It's part of the Adobe subscription. I'll use Photoshop as a conduit to get to other plugins. All in all, for me, for my photography, and my general purchasing habit of upgrading software each year as the new marquee features come out, you know, the Lightroom subscription makes sense for me. I'm glad that I looked at the the information kind of um, a little rationally, I, I, as much as you feel like you're renting the software. But you know, if you're that kind of photographer that is going to upgrade and get those new versions, I, I do think the subscription angle has its place. And for me, it's workable and it's not costing me anything extra, and I'm getting other features and other access to other tools as a result. I do wonder what will happen when I stop making new photos. You know, Adobe says, great, what you have today, you can run as like cataloging your photos, you can look through your library, 
You can export the photos as JPEGs. You just can't develop new ones. If that holds true, I'll be okay. But you know, that's that's the nature of the, the, the photography industry. We just don't know the future. We'll just have to see how that unfolds. With the turn of a new year, uh, it is a great time to assess your photography, decide what you want to accomplish. And I think it's a great time to look at photo workshops. Think about where you want to go with your photography this year and find a workshop that will help you get there. Now it might be a location you want to visit and you want to tap into someone that has the local knowledge with a photographer's eye. It could be a technique you want to learn, maybe working with filters, uh, photographing water or astrophotography, street, whatever it may be. You go find a workshop that will help you grow those skills. One of the very first podcasts I did, episode three, was all about workshops and how they ignite your creativity. I'll leave a link in the show notes. If, uh, if you're relatively new to the podcast, you will have missed this one. Like I said, episode three, going way back, almost three years now. Have a listen to that because it's more than just the, the workshop itself, either the place you go or the photographer you connect with or join up with, but the entire immersion of being in photography. I just wholeheartedly endorse going on a photo workshop and aim for a photo workshop, not a photo tour. A tour will get you to great photo locations. A workshop gets you to great photo locations and gets you the instruction and coaching you'll want to improve your photography. And that's key in my book. That's a key distinction. So find yourself a workshop this year. And yes, I am hosting photo workshops in 2023. In fact, I just returned from a scouting trip for my Death Valley workshop happening later this month in January. And in April of this year, I'm hosting six photographers in Big Sur, California, one of my favorite places to photograph. Now, both of those workshops are sold out. However, space is available in my Oregon workshops happening in November of 2023. I'm hosting two workshops in Oregon this year. They're out in November. So you've got time to think, time to plan, because there's space available in both. The first one is the Oregon Coastal Adventure. This runs November 7th through the 10th of 2023, and will concentrate on the central coast of Oregon in that workshop. Places like Cape Perpetua, Yahats, Hasita Head, will poke inland a little bit to Sweet Creek. It's an excellent hike with superb photo opportunities. And the workshop's headquartered in the historic center of Florence, Oregon, right on the Sayuslaw River. That in the town in and of itself is a wonderful place to make photos. So that's the first Oregon workshop I have. Then the following week is Bandon Beach and Beyond. This workshop runs from November 13th through the 16th of 2023. Based in Bandon, Oregon, it's a town like perched on bluffs overlooking its amazing signature sea stacks. It's a quintessential Oregon coast. Headquartered in Bandon, but we branch out and explore Oregon's southern coast. You know, everything from Shore Acres Park in Coos Bay, uh, Port Orford, Lone Ranch Beach, Sisters Rock. There's so many places between Bandon and Brookings at the southern border of Oregon. 
it's it's candy land for the landscape photographer, especially if you love rocky, dramatic coastline. Each workshop is limited to six participants, so small groups, great locations. All the details, pricing, dates, where to stay, FAQs, all that, it's on the workshop pages on my website. And of course, I have links in the show notes of this episode. I hope you'll join me in November to photograph Oregon, but more generally, I hope you find a workshop in 2023 that will help you improve your photography. That will wrap up this episode of the Stop Down Photography Podcast. Thanks to everyone that supported the show through comments, reviews, shares. I can't thank you enough for that. It does truly mean the world. It does make a difference. If you're interested in learning more ways that you can support this show, there's links in the show notes. Of course, there's links in the show notes. There's always links in the show notes. You can also click the support my work button on any page of scottdavenportphoto.com. There are many, many zero-cost ways that you can help support my work, this podcast, and uh, the wonderful community of photographers that we have here. And until next time, Happy New Year. My name is Scott Davenport, and have fun. Thank you.